This is the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast, where we are meeting every week to discuss living from a position of power, living with boldness, living with confidence. This is the practical podcast where we are walking out God's principles and promises to see the best manifested for our lives. You are the CEO of your life. You have the God-given power and authority to live a purpose-driven, successful life. Welcome to another episode of the Throne Room Thoughts Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you all doing? Hello to my Throne Room Thoughts family. We are gathered here today for another wonderful discussion about power, about the word of the Lord, and how we can draw on his promises and principles to enhance our lives. How are you guys doing? I hope and pray that you're all doing well. And if you're not doing so well, I hope that God is giving you the grace and the peace that surpasses all understanding to get through whatever you're going through. Um, so let's get started. I have been on a major power trip lately. I don't know if you guys have noticed um, via my posts and my IGTV videos. I am all about taking back our God-given power and authority. We were actually born with this power. Um, and sometimes, you know, we lose it along the way. Um, I did quote something from Alice Walker that stated the quickest way people give up their power power is by thinking that they don't have any. And so we often go through situations in life that beat us down and um, challenge us. And so we slowly but surely give away our power and forget that we are these dope, powerful, strong, purpose-filled people with authority. So um, I am definitely on a power trip and today is no different. We're actually going to be talking about the power of self-management. So let's get right into it. For those who might be joining for the first time, we usually start the podcast with the preaching potential quote of the day. Today's preaching potential quote actually comes straight out of the word of God, straight out of the good book. And it comes from John chapter eight, verse 32. This is red letter writing, a.k.a words straight out of the mouth of Jesus. And Jesus says in John chapter eight, verse 32, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We have heard this scripture quoted many a times in our lives. This is a very um, commonly quoted scripture. And it comes from, as I said, John chapter eight, verse 32, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, the interesting thing about this particular passage is that Jesus was talking to a group of Pharisees and the Pharisees were religious authorities, very well educated, prominent religious figures in their time. Um, they were among the elite in the um, Jewish culture and society. And so he's talking to a group of people that are convinced that they know all that they need to know and that Jesus is surely the one that is mistaken here in this situation. So when he's telling them they should know the truth and the truth would set them free, they are like, eh, what? You can't tell us nothing. We know the truth. We, we're sons of Abraham. We're descendants of Abraham. We know all the truth that there is to know. So it is just very interesting that one could find themselves in a situation where you are positive that you know what you know what you know. Um, and yet you could be missing the bare essential truths. A lot of times we can have facts but we don't have the truth. The facts of the matter were that was that Jesus was going around healing the sick, um, 
opening blind eyes, casting out demons, um, and all of these different things, all of these different miracles, signs, and wonders that Jesus had been performing. And um, those were indeed the facts. Um, but more important than the facts was the truth. And the truth of the matter was that he, he um, is the savior of the world and came into the world to deliver us and to save us and to reconcile us back to God. That was the essential truth that was so hard for people to receive, for some people to receive at that time. And so we absolutely, in light of today's topic about the power of self-management, we absolutely want to seek truth and we want to be prepared to live in and walk in that truth and walk in the freedom that comes with that truth. So Self-management is a very interesting topic. A lot of times we tend to be experts on so many other things, different TV shows. Um, we're experts on our hobbies, on different cars, the latest makeup and all of these different things. Um, the latest trends, the trending topics, we're experts on a lot of things. Um, and I think that unfortunately that tends to distract us from ourselves and Ourselves are really and truly who we need to be the expert on in order to begin to manage ourselves um, accordingly. You know, we live in a time where we are um, inundated with distractions and we have such short attention spans as it is. Um, we need to be constantly engaged and entertained by something or another. And so, yes, that makes it difficult to actually be introspective and to reflect on ourselves and reflect on what we truly need and what our spirits truly need to grow and thrive. Um, our culture promotes all of these remedies that um that fix the outer appearance we got the gym memberships that are being shoved down our throats we got plastic surgery we got top of the line cosmetics we got the latest cars the la the best clothes the trendy outfits and yet we um are not doing any deep exploration of ourselves within and so let's talk about that today let's chat about that how well are you managing yourself how well do you know yourself? How honest are you able to be? How real are you able to be with yourself? Um, Jesus says, we shall know the truth and the truth will set us free. So let's let's dig a little deeper today. Um, so the different areas I wanted to actually look at consist of self-awareness, discipline, and consistency. Very, very important areas for us to be able to manage. And when we manage these areas accordingly, it is then that we see our lives improve. What does it mean um, to be self-aware and to have self-awareness? Self-awareness speaks to your ability to understand how you come off to other people. It speaks to your ability to be introspective and understand those little quirks about you and those areas about you that... Um, that could possibly trip you up if you don't get a handle on those things. For me, my my area that tends to trip me up is um, my facial expressions. I am a very facially expressive person. I am aware of this. I am aware that my facial expressions tell on me all the time. I have the inability to lie because my facial expression will tell on me. Now, that is something that I'm aware of. I'm aware that, unfortunately, sometimes my facial expression beats my mind to the punch. And so while my mind is trying to process something and, and, and react appropriately, my facial expression already did its own thing. So that's an example of something that I need to check and work on so that I relate better to others and so that I come across as pleasant and welcoming and inviting and not as dismissive. And so... 
again, when you are developing self-awareness, you're aware of how you come across. You're aware of how you come off and how you interact and rub other people. Sometimes you have conversations with people and you might you might say to somebody like, listen, you spoke to me this way and it it wasn't really nice or you you acted this way and I, I really I really didn't receive it well. And they act like they have no clue what you're talking about. Like you are the very first person in life to ever tell them about themselves. And so, and and listen, hey, maybe in some situations, that is the first time they're hearing it. And guess what? There's a first time for everything. But in a lot of other situations, it's like you're told the same thing repeatedly and you're not able to receive it. You're not able to examine it. You refuse to take it into consideration. And so when we talk about self-awareness, we're talking about understanding ourselves, knowing those parts about ourselves that need to be worked on and need to be ironed out and smoothed out so that we can have a better quality of relationship with other people and so that we can interact in a, in a healthy, positive way with other people. Um, let's see what scripture says about um, this sense of self-awareness. In Romans chapter 12 and 3, um, Apostle Paul says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give you each this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us. So here we see that Apostle Paul is not saying, I'm giving you this advice. I'm giving you this encouragement. I'm giving you this suggestion. He says straight up, I give each of you this warning. Don't think of, don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. So in our quest to manage ourselves better, we look at the area of self-awareness and we do that from a from an angle of honesty and from an angle of accurate reflection of ourselves. Very, very important stuff. Um, the next area I want to look at is the area of discipline. What does Webster's Dictionary say about discipline? Discipline is defined as order or self-control. Another definition says it's subscribing to a pattern of behavior, being able to subscribe to a pattern of behavior. Do you have the discipline that it takes to bring your goals to fruition? Do you have the, the discipline and the will to subscribe to whatever pattern of behavior is necessary in order to bring your goals to fruition. A lot of times people are among the brightest, among the boldest, among the most capable. And these little tiny foxes, the Bible calls them little foxes, these little tiny things that have the tendency to cause such issues trip us up. Things like lack of discipline trip us up. The inability to stick to something, to see something through, to ride something out day after day, even when you're not seeing results at first. These kinds of things trip us up. But on the contrary, when we're able to master these things, when we practice these things and we get good at it, these are the kind of things that see, that help us to excel, that help us to drive our visions from just being a mere thought into being a reality. So again, discipline is um, order, self-control, or subscribing to a pattern of behavior, being able to subscribe to a pattern of behavior. What does the mighty word of the Lord say about discipline? In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and 7, I really and truly love this particular scripture just because it applies to so many things and it could be used so many ways. I mean, not that I'm surprised because it is the word of the Lord and all, but um, it really, really is just dope the way you examine scripture and the way you're able to um, apply it um, to so many areas of your life. So let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 1 and 7. The word of the Lord says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. So 
Discipline is not something that is um, elusive, that we just can't get our hands on. And, you know, you hear people say, I want to do it, but I just can't. I, I feel like I want to say this and I feel like I want to write that book or I feel like I want to, you know, start that blog or start this business or or finish this degree, but I just can't. And it's like, um, actually, that's contrary to what God says. And what we don't want to do is say the opposite of what God already says about us. What we want to do is get into agreement with God and partner with God. And what God says is that he has given us the spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. Therefore, we already have what it takes deep down on the inside of us to be disciplined and to stick to the things that we have our eyes set on. We just have to draw on it and use the tools to draw on those things. Um, the third area that we're looking at in terms of self-management is consistency. Consistency is so important. Um, let's look at the definition. Webster's Dictionary has two very good definitions for consistency. The first one says steadfast adherence to the same principles, course, or form. Steadfast adherence to the same principles, course, or form. The other definition, which I actually really, really like, is agreement or harmony of parts. So this is the thing. Is there agreement and harmony in what you say how you think, and how you act. Do all of those parts agree with one another? Are you saying one thing and doing another? Are you thinking one thing and saying another? Is there harmony and union in between um, all of these different areas and all of these different aspects? Let's look at what the word of the Lord says in regards to um, having that harmony and having that union. James chapter one, verse five through eight is where I am reading from next. James chapter one, verses five through eight. And it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in him, is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. I mean, that is a mouthful. God is essentially saying that when your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, um, when all of that doesn't line up with one another, you are an unstable person and you're going to be unstable in everything that you do when your faith is not the leading the leading force behind your communication when your faith is not the leading force behind your relationship with God then you will be unstable in all that you do so this begs the question is it possible that you are having difficulty accomplishing your goals um, because there is no consistency there is no harmony between what you say and what you do is it possible that you are struggling in relationships? You are struggling on the job. You are struggling in terms of accomplishing things with your education or whatever area that might apply to you. Is it possible that you're struggling because you don't have consistency, because there is no harmony and no agreement in the different parts? Once you make the decision to do something and you 
um, go about it in a strategic and systematic way, whatever that something may be for you. But once you decide, I want to accomplish this goal and you set yourself up strategically so that everything you say, everything you do, all of the different ways you are spending your time point to this one direction. When you're flowing in that way consistently and systematically, you will undoubtedly see results. The heavens will come and back you up when you finally make a decision and when you commit to seeing that decision through to fruition. When you set goals, when you set deadlines, when you have a strategy and a roadmap that says, this is what I'm going to do for step one, step two, step three, so on and so forth, you will undoubtedly see results. When you have the consistency to stay on that road, to stay on that course, no matter what the results, when you're going to keep posting, whether one, two or 10 people like your post, when you're going to keep showing up and and speaking the word of God and saying what God um, tells you to say, whether there's one or two or three people on that live video, that live broadcast, when you continue to work at it and plug away, regardless of whether people are responding the way you want them to, you will undoubtedly see results. These are the kinds of principles that are necessary in order for you to really and truly build that thick skin, build that work ethic, build that strength to take you to the next level. So there does have to be a level of consistency and stick to witness. You have to be willing to say, I am going to discipline myself. I am going to ensure that I am doing everything that it takes, giving it my all. My words are speaking life. I mean, I'm pouring life into my business, into my children, into my education, whatever that particular area is for you. You have to ensure that what you're thinking, what you're saying and what you're doing are in harmony with one another. When I think about this area of self-management and how important it is, you know, I find myself um, asking God, please don't give me a platform. Don't give me no, um, no fame, no celebrity, none of this kind of stuff. Um, Don't give me that. Give me integrity. Give me the ability to manage myself. Give me the ability to stick to what is um, what is good and what is right and what is holy. Because if you do not know how to manage yourself, you will get on a platform and you will be a public spectacle. You will get on a platform, you will be given opportunities and you will blow your opportunities because you will self-sabotage. When you cannot manage yourself, when you do not understand yourself, when you have not chosen to invest the best in yourself, whether that be intellectually, spiritually, learning different disciplines and things of that nature. When you have not done that, then you will be given all kinds of um, ways and opportunities to blow your life apart. I mean, I think of of this situation with this um, Jesse Smollett guy, and it's like to be doing so well, to come from a family of such notoriety, um, family members that are activists, childhood stars and, and things of that nature, never had any scandal or any issues. And it's like, I, I I just don't even want to believe that this man made those decisions because of money or made those decisions because of financial um, gain. Like what? What? You're, you're, you, you have the opportunity of a lifetime. You're doing better now than you've ever been doing in your life. And yet you still find a way to blow your life up by doing insane things. And of course, that's not just because of issues with money. That's not just because of greed. That's because you haven't learned to manage yourself. That's because you haven't learned to understand yourself and understand the things that make you tick. And you haven't taken the time to invest in yourself and understand 
what life is really and truly all about. So when opportunities present themselves and when situations present themselves on a silver platter, you dive right on in and sabotage yourself without even giving it a second thought. Lord, help me to manage myself accordingly so that I don't have to be a public spectacle or a private one for that matter. I'm just saying. But if I had to choose, I certainly wouldn't want to be given a platform and then take a nosedive off of my platform. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those kind of things. Um, so managing ourselves is super, um, super important and managing ourselves appropriately. You know, as Apostle Paul says, um, we have to have an honest and accurate evaluation of ourselves. Don't think we're better than we are. When you think you're better than you are, you do things like bribe colleges for your kids to get an education. You think that your money sets you apart in such a way that you are above the law and that you are above everyone else and that um, you are entitled to special privileges. So as opposed to doing what normal people, um, normal rich people would do, I'm assuming like donate a building or fund a library or fund a sports arena or something like that, you are out here straight up bribing people to take tests bribing people to change test scores, all kind of craziness. And it's like, again, when you don't manage yourself, right? When you don't have yourself in check, when you don't bring that, that nature under submission, then, um, yeah, you will be out here doing crazy things. And, and, and then people will be looking at you like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. And so we certainly don't want that to be our portion. We don't want that to be our story. We want to manage ourselves accordingly and set ourselves up for success. And so those are um, those are a few of the nuggets that I had for you guys. Again, we looked at the areas of self-awareness. We looked at um, discipline and we looked at consistency. And those are areas that if we can just get a handle on them and if we can navigate them appropriately, then it would certainly contribute to our success. Remember, guys, success is built. Success and wealth are built from the inside out. I promise you, when you have the biblical principles and the foundation laid and set, you will be good to go because you will be building on solid ground. So let us continue to build and grow together. Um, let's move on to the next segment. What am I listening to now? I am actually listening to Todd. De oh, okay. So Todd Delaney has a new um, live album out. It's called to Africa with love. And a lot of the songs, if not most of them are songs that he has on other albums, except this is, um, live, live concert from Africa. And so everything sounds like a little, you know, a little improved because it's some really, really nice live music and live band sound um so the version um on this album that i have absolutely loved is the song his song that he sings the anthem called the anthem and the live version on this album to africa with love is absolutely awesome so give it a listen and um let me know what y'all think let me know what's up um, we shall overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Continue to send me your testimonies. You can log on to www.throneroomthoughts.com, my website, fill out a contact form, send me your testimonies. I will read them on air. Testimonies are dope and they are super beneficial for the body. It edifies us. It gives us hope. It lets us know that God is still up to things and that what he does for one, he will do for the rest of us because he doesn't have favorites. So send your testimonies. Of course, continue to send your prayer requests. As you guys know, I respond to your prayer requests within 24 hours. I take that so, so seriously. And I am extremely, um, 
honored and extremely humbled to to be able to pray for you guys and to be able to be in receipt of your deepest issues and concerns and of course I take that as I said very seriously and I go to God and prayer for you guys regarding those issues so send your prayer requests and I'll continue to pray for you guys and of course if you're not already subscribed to the throne room thoughts website now is the time to do so every month I am sending out freebies to my email subscribers monthly motivation monthly affirmations and so um of course and of course you guys are the first to find out about all things throne room thoughts new podcasts that come out new devos that I drop on the website so stay tuned I actually have something really really popping coming up for the month of May and I will be announcing that in the next couple of weeks so stay locked in um, other than that I love you guys be blessed and be a blessing yeah, yeah. you have won it all for me saying death could not hold it down Until next time, be bold, be powerful, and be victorious. Stay connected at throneroomthoughts at gmail.com. We know that you're alive, you're alive. Touch your hands everywhere, say our God is risen.